you missed him, and now he's back on 680 CJOB. Hello, good afternoon. I don't know. Did you miss me? I'm back now. You ain't getting rid of me now. No way. Is it Tuesday? Yes, Tuesday. I was thinking for a moment it's Wednesday, but no, it is Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We have lots of stuff coming up here on the show today. I'm a little off, though. I'm not sure what's going on. As I said at the tail end of uh, Jeff Greer's show, I was in an hour early today. I just walked in ready to do my crossover with Jeff, and he's like, what are you doing here, man? You got another hour. So that's good, because I needed that hour to finish up the show. We got lots coming up, as I said. We're going to take a look at what the new movies are at home this week. It's Tuesday. That means there are some new movies. If you like watching your movies at home, a couple uh, worth mentioning. So we'll do that uh, after our first break here, early in the show. Joyce Bateman is going to join us after the news at 1.30. She will be here after the news at 1.30. So we can talk about the winner's of Dragon's Nest, kind of a ripoff of Dragon's Den. Some students at St. John's High School, big winners, making the North End proud. Did you listen to Bob Irving and the Coaches Show last night with Mike O'Shea here on CJOB, 7 to 8 o'clock? That's every Monday night. Now bomber season is on, and so the Coaches Show is every Monday night at 7 o'clock. I've got a couple minutes I want to play for you. O'Shea's reaction to the Edmonton game. Preseason, I think the final was 33-13. Bombers win that, but of course Edmonton had all rookies here basically. And then I guess we'll kind of do the same when we now go to BC on Friday night. 8 o'clock pregame here on CJOB, kickoff 9.30, and then that wraps up the preseason next Thursday, the following Thursday uh, we will start the regular season here at Investors Group Field. The Bombers taking on Edmonton once again. Two o'clock, the news. And then right after the news at two with Savannah Pierce, we're going to have three guests from the Mood Disorders Association of Manitoba. Griffin Jenkins, Melissa Winter, and Josephine DeAndrea. And they're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk with... Uh, Griffin about summer band camp, the Rocket Out summer band camp. Melissa will be here talking about she wore flowers in her hair. Melissa lost her 15-year-old to suicide, and we're going to talk about she wore flowers in her hair. And Josephine will focus in on mental health and addictions. So that's coming up after the news at 2 with Mood Disorders. Now, speaking of uh, health, mental health, and just our physical health, the new heart and stroke report is out. Some interesting findings in that. Women, uh, stroke is much harder on you than men. We'll talk about that about quarter after two this morning. 2.30, the news, and then the sports doctor, Dave Patrician, will be here. We'll talk about the Stanley Cup final. Uh, I think a lot of people are somewhat surprised that the Capitals lead 3-1. They're a win away from taking Lord Stanley's Cup. I think a lot of people thought Vegas would put up more of a fight than that. And we'll get the sports Dr. Dave Patrician to weigh in on the Bombers as well. So sports after the news at 2.30. You heard in the news just a moment ago with Savannah Pierce. The CFIB is out with some, uh, well, pretty positive numbers. If you're looking for a job, uh, there are jobs available. And you really you should have one. If you don't and you're looking, good news. So Jonathan Allward, who was on Jeff Courier's show I'll feature uh, some clips from that interview at about 2.45. 
and he couldn't join us until later in the show. So after the news at 3, Barrett Miller from Fort White Alive will be here. We'll talk about Kildare Bear. This is the bear they saw this morning about 5.30 in Transcona on Kildare. Uh, the bear has uh, been tranquilized. It was a young one. It was up in a tree. They tranquilized it, and now it's going to be released in the public. And an interesting twist, interesting turn in the Ontario election. We'll talk about that as we go along today. A lawsuit has been filed against uh, Ford. And what impact will that have on the vote on Thursday in the province of Ontario? And then we've got all kinds of other stuff that we'll get to as well. In case you're wondering, today is Apple II Day. On this day, 1977, the Apple II computer with 4K of memory went on sale for just under 1300 bucks back in 1977. So it's Apple II Day. It's Baby, uh, Baby Boomers Recognition Day today. It's Beer Pong Day today. I wanted to play some beer pong today, but the boss said no. He said, no, uh-uh, not going to happen on the show today. So it's beer pong day, but we aren't going to celebrate by playing beer pong. Festival of Popular Delusions Day today. Hot Air Balloon Day. Moonshine Day. Veggie Burgers Day. Who's got the best veggie burger in town? My wife likes veggie burgers. Her favorite used to be at Dessert Sensations, but Dessert Sensations is no longer around. Uh, my uh, uh, friend, Chef Barb O'Hara, moved on to other stuff, and uh, so that uh, place is no longer around. Where's a good veggie burger in town? Veggie Burgers Day today. It's Work at Home Father's Day today and World Environment Day today as well. And I want to talk a bit about cell phones today as well. Let me get the... Uh, uh, questions out here uh, for you. Um, do you need to be shamed by your phone for spending too much time on it? And uh, I'll tell you why I asked that question um, a little later on, okay? But uh, I'm curious to know how much do you use your iPhone? Do you use it to, or your phone, I guess, your cell phone? Do you use it too much? Should you get off it? What do you do to get people off the phone? iPhone. We'll talk talk about your cell phone as well as we go along. But we got to take a break. Our first break of the afternoon. It's one eleven. Hal at CJOB. All right. So uh, before I get to movies uh, that are available this week as of today at home, if you like watching your movies at home instead of the theaters, let me explain a little more about my uh, question about your phone. Apparently, iPhone will shame you for always being on your phone. If you're spending too much time on your iPhone, Apple will start letting you know very soon. The tech giant is expected to introduce a new digital health feature to the iPhone that will shame you into spending less time on your gadgets. Next week, Apple will host its annual WWDC event where it will talk about the new features coming to iPhone this year. So... What do you think of that idea? Good idea? I think some people need to be reminded you're spending too much time on your phone. If you don't have somebody in your life to do it, your phone now will be able to do it if you're on iPhone. Simon Cowell, meantime, you know, Simon from, uh, I guess he's on that uh, America's Got Talent now. He used to be a judge on uh, 
American Idol, of course. Kyle is 58, and he purposefully has gone now without a cell phone for months. Here's a quote. I literally have not been on my phone for 10 months, he tells the Daily Mail. While being without the device might cause chaos for some, it's apparently brought Cowell a certain level of peace. The difference it made that I became more aware of the people around me and way more focused, he says. The thing I get irritated with is when you have a meeting, everyone's a meeting and everyone's on their phone. And I was probably in that place too. You can't concentrate, but the change hasn't just helped his concentration. It has been good, he says, for his mental health. It's a very strange experience, but I really think it's good for you, and it has absolutely made me happier. So, do you spend too much time on your phone? What do you think of this idea from iPhone? Your phone's going to actually let you, sort of stupid, your phone is going to let you know when you've been on the phone or other gadgets too much. And then have any of you done that? Like Simon Cowell just said, to hell with it, I'm done. Too much time on my phone because it can be kind of addictive, you know, like there are people that definitely, I think, have a problem. So have you given up your phone? What do you think of this idea from iPhone to shame you off your phone? We'll talk about your phone, your cell phone today. 204-780-6868, hal at CJOB. Com. And I asked you where it's Veggie Burger Day today. I asked you where the best veggie burger is. Uh, Donna emailed me, Hal at CJOB.com. Hal, absolutely the North Star Drive-In. Hmm. That was a place that got a lot of votes when we uh, were talking about the best uh, burger as well. But apparently they've got a good veggie burger there. Veggie Burger Day today. Now... Uh, new movies at home this week. Let's talk about the new movies at home this week. Remember Death Wish? If you're my age, I vaguely remember it. I guess I would have been 10 at the time when the movie was in theaters, Death Wish, with Charles Bronson back in the day. It was released in 1974. Here, let me uh, refresh your memory. This is Death Wish, a part of the trailer, Death Wish, from 1974. My name is Paul Kersey. How's my life? I'm sorry. She died a few minutes ago, Mr. Kersey. Any chance of catching these men? There's a chance, sure. Just a chance. I'd be less than honest if I gave you more hope, Mr. Kersey. This is Paul Kersey. This is the story of a man who decided to clean up the most violent town in the world. Listen to him, Ralph. He begins where all the super cops leave off. Charles Bronson, Death Wish, 1974. Well, there's a new version. It was in theaters a while ago, and it is now available at home. Death Wish, starring Bruce Willis. Here is some of the trailer for you. Everybody's watching this viral video. Is this dude right for taking the law into his own hands? Hey! Is he a hero? He's playing life. Or is it wrong? You're cocked, locked, and ready to work. I'll say, someone took my wife. Everyone involved is going to pay.
You look much better getting out socializing. Mm. Not so much. Well, whatever you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> okay, I will. Death Wish with Bruce Willis. And one more. There are several movies available for you to watch at home this week, today, as of today. Uh, but that was one I thought worth mentioning. The other one is A Wrinkle in Time. This one's from Disney, and it stars Oprah. We heard a cry out in the universe. My father's alive. We believe he is, and we're here to help you find him. We are in search of warriors. Warriors who serve the good and the light in the universe. You're kidding. Do I look like I'm kidding? A little. I'm not. I'm not. Your father's trapped by evil energy. It's too strong for our light. And the only one who can stop it is you. Be a warrior. A Wrinkle in Time with Oprah. If you like watching your movies at home, there are a couple. Death Wish and A Wrinkle in Time. Drina is on the phone, 204-780-6868, wanting to talk about her phone. Do you spend a lot of time on your phone, Drina? Well, not my cell phone, no, because I actually, about back in January, I ran over it, like, in my work parking lot. <laughs> so, like, just budget-wise, I haven't replaced it. And I actually, like, all this time, I don't miss it. There you go. I think that would be the case with most people. I think if we're, for some reason, like you, you ran over it, if for some reason your phone was just gone, I wonder if yeah. that wouldn't be the case with most of us. Most of us might not really miss it at all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah there was, like, no time to say goodbye, no nothing. It just, you know what, cold turkey, done, no phone. <laughs> and so are you going to get another phone or are you going to let it ride for a while? I think I'll let it ride for a little while. You know, I think I will. I, yeah. I don't miss it. I don't, yeah. You know, I'm, I don't really miss it. Now, do you have a landline at home, or did you just use your cell phone? No, I have, a, I have like, a, a satellite through the Internet phone. Sure. Like, I do have Internet at home. Yeah. So it, I, that's the phone I use. But, like, I don't have satellite or TV or nothing. Yeah. Like, I, we don't watch. I don't have TV at home. Yeah. So the people in your life that matter to you still know how to get a hold of you if they need to. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'll tell you, my phone now. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, you definitely notice the people using their phone when you're not using your phone. You definitely notice those people a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're not on your phone, you've got actually time to look around and go, wow, people spend a lot of time (laughs) on their phones. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think... um, Listen, I think probably now my phone rings more, um, you know, some some guy trying to scam me, claiming to be revenue can. My phone rings more now with stuff like that, stupid stuff that has nothing to do with me than people actually calling that want to talk to me. Right. Yeah. And yeah. even if you have, even if you don't even have a home phone, people can still contact you. Like, you know, like, like it was 30 years ago. So right. There's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah. Right. Like I said, the people that matter to you, uh, Drina, they know where you live. They know your email, right? They know your landline number. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you calling in. That's exactly what I was looking for. So you ran over your phone. It's been several months and you're thinking, (laughs) yeah, I I don't miss it. I don't think I'm going to bother with a new phone right away. Exactly. I'm I'm that 
want to know whatever million people that are happy like that. Mm-hmm. And think of all the money you're saving too, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. yeah. All That's right. my input. I'm Excellent. happy. I'm without a phone. Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. Okay. You're welcome. All Bye-bye. right. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. What do you think? Are you in the same boat? You thinking about getting rid of your phone? Could you never, ever in a million years get rid of your phone? I want to hear from you today. 204-780-6868. Hal at cjob.com. Les is weighing in on the uh, veggie burger. Uh, it's veggie burger day today. Les says, Hal, Boone Burgers. Got a good veggie burger. I've actually had Boone Burgers, and they are really, really good. They are. And I'm a meat kind of guy. I like a good steak or a burger or a big, thick, juicy piece of chicken. Boone Burger does have uh, good veggie burgers, if that is what you are into. So we'll keep the cell phone question going. We'll keep the veggie burger question going. And anything else you want to talk about, 204-780-6868, hal at cjob.com. And by the way, I told you yesterday, we're giving away uh, bomber season tickets. The uh, morning show, Mackling and McGarry, will announce the winner on Friday. And every day we have another word for you. Today's word, touchdown. Text us that word. Nothing else required in the text message, just the word touchdown. And text it to us here at 204-780-6868, and you will have a chance at those bomber season tickets. All right? Ray, I see you on the phone. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to chat with you during the break here. And after the news at 1.30, we're going to find out about Dragon's Nest. Hal on CJOB. Thank you, Savannah. A couple questions for you. Uh, do you like the veggie burger? Do you like uh, veggie burgers, uh, Savannah? I don't even know if I've ever eaten a veggie burger in my life. Okay, then I won't ask you that question. <laughs> uh, but apparently somebody just texted in, Hal, best veggie burger is at the Backyard Burger at the Spicy Radish in White Mouth. So we're taking your Spicy votes. Spicy Radish. Mm, hmm. In White Mouth. So we're taking your votes today for the best veggie burger because it's Veggie Burger Day. And um uh, trying to think now from working with you on weekends for several months, you like your phone, don't you? I don't not like it. Yeah. In I other, wouldn't say like words, I'm as yes. bad as in like that. In other a... words, yes, you like your phone. I, yeah. I think you like your phone. Most most of us like, like our phone. Right? Yeah. Now, a quick question for you. Uh, we were talking about how iPhone is going to shame you now into uh, <laughs> not using your cell phone. If you're using your phone too much, it's going to tell you starting, I think, next week, oh, hey, you got to get off your phone. I'm okay and with that. Are you? You're okay with that? And then the other thing is Simon Cowell says he's been off his phone for several months and he loves it. Good for him. Yeah, he's he's a little on the older generation, so oh, that'd be yeah. I don't okay. know. Like you're if gonna, if I took gonna, my you're phone, you're gonna go there, or he's only <laughs> he's only fifty eight, Savannah. Yeah, but they're less addicted to it. Like if I took yeah. my dad's phone away, right. he's not gonna be as upset as if I didn't have uh-huh. a phone, right? Yeah. No, you're right. No, I I agree. I mm-hmm, agree. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk to you in half an hour. Two o'clock. Uh, two o'clock. Turning the wrong button off. Two o'clock news with Savannah Pierce uh, coming up. We're going to get to our next guest in just a moment. I want to squeeze Ray in here. Ray is on the phone at 204 780 6868. Hello, CJOB. I've got a cousin who uses a cell phone permanently, no landline. Yeah, well, a lot of people have just cell phones and no landlines anymore. Yeah. 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 Well, 
I have a soft phone for emergency use, though, which I take with me wherever I go. Yeah. Except I don't use it. Yeah, yeah. You know? I've got, uh, I have a landline at home because I do, I've got equipment set up at home so I can do some interviews, phone interviews at home, so I use it for that. And then I also use my landline for my uh, alarm. My, uh, my alarm is connected uh, through my landline. So that's the only reason I have a landline. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a landline. I would just use my cell phone. i got a built-in uh, clock. When I have to go somewhere, I'm awake hours before it. <laughs> you don't have to set alarms or anything, eh? No. Mm, good for you. That's a that's a that's a good talent to have. Yeah. See, I I tend to wake up about every hour and a half, hour hour and a half, and look uh-huh. at my clock and go back to sleep. Hmm. Interesting. All right, Ray. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. All right. Joining us now. As I roll out, I think we may be breaking some copyright laws here by playing the theme for Dragon's Den as we get ready to talk about Dragon's Nest. Join, uh, Joyce Bateman uh, is here and joining us. Uh, you're with the Learning Partnership, and uh, you have this program. Uh, Joyce, first of all, welcome. Nice to see you. Thank you so much, Hal. Yeah, uh, Dragon's <laughs> Nest. And uh, tell us uh, the concept here before we get on to the winning uh, group of students. Excellent. Well, the Dragon's Nest is an opportunity for high school students to learn some entrepreneurial skills. Yeah. And it's an opportunity for them to actually learn how to create their own job instead of just get one. So mm-hmm. it's really exciting. For- All right. So uh, so they basically come in, they do the pitch, I guess, eh? They do the pitch. The yeah. pitch is a huge part. It happens in the classroom. And the pitch is a huge part of it. And that's how we find out who our finalists are. And, you know, it's the proverbial, you've got two minutes to sell your product. Yeah. How are you going to do? So, Uh and they have done extraordinarily well. I would imagine that kids are probably better at that elevator pitch than us grownups. I think they are. It's uh, it's remarkable what you learn from the students. And I actually used, I've I've only run the program, well, we've only had the program here in Manitoba. And thanks to the Minister of Education for believing in uh, in in this experiential yeah. learning and mm-hmm. supporting it. So, Minister Wishart, uh, thank you. But uh, um, I used the winning team from last year to help um, train the teachers for this year. Cool. And it was absolutely amazing what we can all learn yeah. from the younger generation. Yeah. For sure. So we'll get to this year's uh, winner. Tell me about last year's winner. You said you used them to sort of train... Uh, Oh, they were such great kids. There were five kids in the, uh, in the, uh, they, they, it was from Kelvin High School. And mm-hmm. They had made little bracelets and they were, they were outdoors bracelets they called the Kelvin Clipper. And, um, I, you know, the way they talked about quality control and the way their, their vice president of, of uh, production said, you know, I had to get some of these guys to redo the bracelets. And, right. you know, it was just amazing. Yeah. Just uh, all the learnings. Yeah. yeah. Great. So what age are we looking at? We're looking get... at grades nine to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and the winning team last year was in grade 10. The winning team this year from St. John's High School in yeah. the North End um, is in grade 11. Mm. So <laughs> let's talk about this year's winner. They came up with, uh, we're talking today's Veggie Burger Day. We're talking about the best veggie burger in town. Uh, these guys came up with a, a vegan filling Ve- for bakery, right? Yeah, for baking, v- right? vegan bakery. Uh, they, th- remarkable young women who who uh, decided that there was a gap in the market in the North End for vegan products. Mm. And, you know, the judges told me after, so their company's called Three Bite Bakery Company. <laughs> and and they were just so serious about every aspect of the business. Yeah. Just incredible. Um, 
the uh, they've done a, a remarkable job. And the judges basically said there wasn't one question we asked them that they didn't have a well-reasoned, well-thought-out approach to. Yeah. And whether they would have agreed with mm. their approach. Yeah, but they had they an had, answer. They had an answer yeah. and they'd done the thinking. So it was really great. And, yeah. and you know, I've got to say, St. John's High School is a, a school that has a self-declared Indigenous population of 53.5%. Mm. And so to have that school as our winner, oh, how yeah. fantastic is that? Right. Yeah. And, you know, if anybody watches Dragon's Nest or Shark Tank, I mean, it's all about being able to answer those questions. You're right. The the oh, dragons yeah. or the, the sharks may not agree with you, but you've got to have answers for them because if you don't, you're very quickly finding yourself on the way out with no deal. Absolutely. Mm. And we had remarkable dragons who gave their time. Larry Vicker from uh, yeah. Vicker Automotive. Sure. I mean, what a nice guy. And, and Rosalind Nugent from Smash. And and then we also had Amanda Boozy, who who is the co-founder of Colin Canary, young entrepreneurs. Um, those are great candles, oh, man. Those aren't are good. They oh, they're phenomenal. I've got them all around the house. I can't believe yeah. it. I, of course, I learned about it from mm-hmm. my daughter. But, yeah, <laughs> but they they're phenomenal. And you would think that the candle industry mm-hmm. was pretty fully saturated in yeah. the Middle Ages, but mm-hmm. these two young Winnipeg entrepreneurs are making a real go, and they're using Instagram to market. So mm-hmm. how remarkable is that? Yeah, you know. So let me ask you a question. So last year's winner, this year's winner, these kids come up with these great ideas. Do do these ideas go on to be full-blown, legit businesses? Well, we're sure hoping that a lot of them, and not just the winners. um, I think every student who participates in this program is a winner because they learn things that they would never be exposed to otherwise. Mm -hmm. And we set the table at the start of the program. Jeff Reisner from Norb Forge, him and his team come in and make sure the kids understand what's available out there, what are some of the challenges, and what are some of the opportunities of entrepreneurial um, actions. Um, You know, we... we, uh, We've had uh, we had Shannon Fontaine from the Manitoba Tourism Education Council come out and and help kids understand mm-hmm. how diverse certain industries can be, and also had an entrepreneur. So that was a great start. And then, of course, we had BMO and Ceridian, who had mentors who came every week to the class mm-hmm. to help the kids, got to know the kids, um, asked the right questions, and um, and. You know, each and every one learned an enormous amount, whether they won the prize mm-hmm. or not. So, you know, they'll be the kids who are, you know, they say that over 80% of the jobs created are created by the small business sector. Yeah. So these will be the students. These will be the people who are, are part of the economic engine of Canada. And yeah. it's pretty exciting to well, be a part of it. a friend of CJOB and a friend of mine, Barbara Bose, told oh. me all, told me all about you and what you're doing with this and the kids. And, and, and he, I've always had a, a real entrepreneurial side. So I have a lot of respect and a lot of love for business people because it's tough to venture out on your own. And and I think when I went to school, I'm in my early 50s, when I went to school, we didn't learn this kind of stuff in school. And I think it's vital now that kids leave school with some knowledge in this area, right? Oh, absolutely, Hal. You are so right. Um, it's important that they understand 
how the world works and the financial literacy and and just general business awareness that mm. comes with this program, they are going into the world better prepared. Yeah. There's no question, and it will make a difference. Mm. Well, congratulations uh, to uh, uh, St. John's. St. John's on High a, School. On a win this year. Kelvin last year. And now if uh, there are teachers out there listening or parents or kids that say, hey, I knew nothing about this, want to get involved, how can they find out more? How do they get involved for next time? Jay Bateman at the Learn learningpartnership.ca. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Joyce, Thank, nice to meet you. Thank you so very much, Hal. Yeah, great. All right, taking a break here. 142, Hal Anderson on CJOB. All right, 147, lots of you texting the word touchdown to 204-780-6868 to maybe win those bummer season tickets. Mackling and McGarry will announce this week's winner on Friday morning, so text touchdown today. That's the word today, different word every day. Today it's touchdown to 204-780-6868. And that, by the way, is the number you call right now. Tough trivia time. Your chance to win passes for the Red River X. And on Friday, we make those VIP Red River X passes. But today, Red River X passes. And we're going to toss in some Santa Lucia pizza as well. All you got to do is answer the question, 204-780-6868. You can't text. You got to call. You got to call and tell me your answer, 204-780-6868. Here's the question. More than one in every three people over 50, so more than a third of people over 50, do this on a regular basis. What is it? All right, like I said, lots of times there are hints in the question itself. So I would say this is probably something you would not expect somebody over the age of 50 to do. Uh, sort of surprising. More than one in every three people over 50 do this on a regular basis. What is it? 204-780-6868. Red River X passes and Santa Lucia Pizza up for grabs. Hello, have you got a guess? Hello? Have you got a guess? Don't know. Okay, don't know. All right, hi, CJOB. Hi, they go out to go to movies. No, thank you for your guess. Not go to the movies. Hi, CJOB. Exercise. Not exercise. No, tough trivia. Hi. Exercise. Hello. Hello. I can tell the question caught a lot of you off guard. You're thinking as I'm answering the phone. Have you got a guess or not? No, sorry. Okay, all right. Hi, CJOB. Yeah, is it exercise? Not exercise. Already had that. Uh, more than one in every three people over fifty do this on a regular basis. Hi. Walk at the mall. Not walk. <laughs> not walk at the mall. Although you would think, right? Because a lot of people certainly do that. Hi, CJOB. Uh, still go to vacations. Not go on vacation. No. Hi, CJOB. Hi there. Is it get speeding tickets? Ah, get speeding tickets. No, uh, it's not get speeding tickets. I'll just give you a little bit of a side hint. It has, it's not bad. Uh, this isn't anything that you would go, oh, damn, I got a speeding ticket. It's not something bad. Hi, CJOB. Taking a nap. Not taking a nap. No, thank you. Hello, CJOB. Read the obits. <laughs> Making, yeah, checking to see if they're in there, right? Uh, no, exactly. not not the correct answer. No, I'll give you a hint in a bit here. A couple more uh, guesses, and then I'll give you a hint. Hi, CJOB. Going on a diet? Not going on a diet. Good guess. No. Hi, CJOB. Yeah. 
Guessing? What's your guess? Huh? Uh obituaries check no no we just had that not the correct answer uh well the question is more than one in every three people over 50 do this on a regular basis my old friend brian barkley does this and he is well over the age of 50 but he does this and used to talk with him on the air all the time about how he does this maybe that's a bit of a hint for you hi cjob oh nobody there hello cjob you got a guess yeah, half sex. <laughs> no, it's not. And Brian doesn't do that, by the way. Hello, CJOB. Garden? No, not garden. Wow, we went from sex to garden. Wow. Hi, CJOB. Uh, gamble. Gamble. Sex, garden, and gamble. That's like, yeah, uh, sounds, like that? so, sounds like a movie. Hello, oh, Georgina. Go- Hello, Georgina. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm good. What, what is your guess? Go for a walk. Not go for a walk, no. How could I, you do <laughs> I know that voice anywhere. Hello, CJOB. Uh, go out for a meal? No, not go out for a meal, no. Hi, CJOB. Hi, is it play video games? More than one in every three people over 50 play video games on a regular basis. Yes, what is your name? My name is Gary. Gary, you are obviously a longtime CJOB listener because that hint helped you. Congratulations. You've got Red River X passes, and we've also tossed in some Santa Lucia pizza for you. You're the best, Hal. Excellent. Thank you, Gary. Love you, man. All right. Put you on hold here. We'll get you all signed up, and we'll do it again tomorrow for Red River X passes and Santa Lucia pizza. Friday, we upgrade those Red River X passes to VIP Red River X passes on Friday. All right. The sports doctor is going to join us after the news at 2.30. Dave Patrician will be here. We're going to talk, uh, well, gee, Stanley Cup final, almost done, right? Uh, the Capitals could wrap it up with another win. We'll talk Bombers, of course, with the sports doctor. Last night here on CJOB, the first coaches show, Bob Irving and Coach Mike O'Shea. And Coach reacted last night to the Edmonton game the other day. Wasn't expecting our punt team to give up a punt return touchdown right off the bat. That was not something that was expected. Mm-hmm. We don't expect that all year long. So um, don't like to see that, but understand the reasons why and realize that we can simply correct that. Um, of course, everybody's talking about Streveler. The, he uh, certainly stepped in and, and showed... Uh, good understanding of of the offense and of the CFL game already had uh, only been doing it for a few weeks, so that was interesting. Um, everything else was as I thought it would be, really. How much stock do you put in Streveler's performance? We're talking about one preseason game. Yeah, what do we read into that? Well, I I don't know. Just it was a it was a neat little streak, right? I mean, I think uh, as I said, I don't think he. Uh, surprised us but what is the ability to go 10 for 10 right off the hop is is unique you know it's interesting um but his ability um you know what he showed in practice is you thought he was going to be successful um so uh once again not surprised we we think he's a good player um just very interesting that you go you know you start off 10 for 10 that's pretty cool you guys uh Went after him, I won't say pretty hard, but you you made an effort to convince him to come up and play for you as opposed to look at some other 
options. What was what was it about here? What did you heard about him? What were your scouts saying that they liked about him? Yeah, well, I think uh, Lapo and and Buck and Danny Mac and and Ted and Ryan and they work uh, pretty closely together to to ferret these guys out. And Lapo has a um, I don't know what you'd call it. I guess a little template that he sort of like a test template that he would put guys through in terms of their numbers and what they've done. And Buck sort of runs the numbers on a bunch of these guys and they weed guys out and make lists and check them again and then watch film on the guys that appear on the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a pretty involved process. And, um, you know, when all is said and done, they, they all get on the same page with who they like and why and they talk about them and then, Danny and Ted and Ryan would would try to get to see some of these guys and uh, and they go from there. So it's a big process and there's a lot of guys that they um, that they analyze and look at. Was there something particular about Streveler though that that stood out? I mean, his numbers in South Dakota would stand out. Yeah, that's that's one of the big things. Yeah, you know, he's he was quite capable and he um, you know he he must lead from that spot. I know you look for things like that. You look for demeanor, uh, yeah, absolutely, and, and all the rest. You saw? Did you see that early in camp from him that uh, that yeah, he might he have some of very, that stuff? Very poised, very poised. Yeah. Been at the coaches' show last night, Michael Shea and Bob Irving, every Monday night at seven o'clock, seven to eight here on CJOB. The coaches' show is back. Of course, the Bombers now getting ready to take on BC Friday night in the final preseason game. We're going to talk more about that with the sports doctor, Dave Patrician, after the news. At 2.30, the news at 2 o'clock with Savannah Pierce is next. Hal Anderson on CJOB. Beautiful day to visit with one of my favorite guests. Griffin Jenkins is here from uh, the Mood Disorders Association of Manitoba. Good to see you again, sir. How you doing, Hal? Excellent. How are you? I'm pretty good. Good. You're here today, and we're waiting on a couple of others. Hopefully they show up because I've got stuff I want to talk to them about as well. I've set aside this whole half hour for you at the Mood Disorders. Um, Rowena was, uh, involved in this as well. Another guest that you've been on this show with from Mood Disorders, the Rocket Out Summer Band Camp. We're going to talk about that. And I know Rowena's talked about it. Well, this played an instrumental role in your life too, right? It did, absolutely. Tell us about what it meant to you when, when you took part in it. So, uh, funny enough, when I was 15, my dad actually listened to this radio station. That's where he first heard about the, the band camp program. Really? Wow. And went on to change your life. Isn't and, that cool? Eh? Yeah. It went on to be something that I was able to go to and really connect with other kids who were just like me who were struggling but wanted to play music, wanted to connect. And mm-hmm. from there, that grew into the first real change in my recovery process. Now I, I run that same and camp. And now you're there and you, you're working there and you're running the camp. Yeah, exactly. Now hopefully there's some other kids' parents who's going to hear me on the radio and maybe yeah. they'll come down. So uh, tell them if they're listening and they go, hey, you know, my kid's kind of struggling. He's got some issues and, and he likes music and, and might enjoy this. Uh, tell us uh, uh, how you do this, why this is an important way to help people heal. Absolutely. So uh, there's tons and tons of research about how therapeutic music can be in someone's recovery and how much of a international language it is within people. But for us, as much as we have that background, we look at it as Let's get these kids who all have different experiences. Let's put them in a room. Let's give them, put them into bands. Let's teach them instruments. Let's let them pick songs. Let's let them write songs. Mm. And then let's give them a space to talk about what's going on in their lives with other kids. Let's give them a safe space away from school, away from their parents sometimes, 
where they can come, they can hang out, they can have fun, which is such an important part of recovery is mm-hmm. people need to enjoy themselves to get better. Yeah. And then let's let them build something. Let's let them work on something. Because at the end of each two-week session, they're able to play a show. They're able to perform in front of their parents and their friends and their families and actually say, look at what I've done. Look what I've been doing this past two weeks. I haven't just been you know, hanging out in a community center basement. I've actually been working on something and be proud of that thing that they've accomplished at the end. And just seeing the transformation that these kids go through is just remarkable. Like I've Nothing brings me more joy than seeing the kid on the first day and seeing them on that last day of camp just as they're heading home. And they're smiling and they're going and they're talking to people and they're all adding each other on Facebook and they're chatting up afterwards and everything. And it's that's probably like my favorite thing of my job mm-hmm. is that moment. And uh, I would imagine, you know, obviously through performance, it's very beneficial for these kids. But I would imagine as they sit down and maybe they try and pen a song and, and talk about, you know, some of the things that uh, are are big obstacles for them. I can really see how, uh, and even just listening to music, right, we yeah. know is is therapeutic and healing. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, so Friday, like the first Friday, they have a weekend and then they come back on Monday. And on that Friday, we ask the kids, you know, go home. Write some lyrics. They don't have to be good. Just write anything that comes to mind that you like. You want to send a message to someone. And then they all come back Monday. And it's amazing to see how similar all the lyrics are, the message that they're trying to say and the emotion that they're trying to convey. And it's like, okay, let's just clean those up. Let's make them you know, sound awesome. Let's make them be the best they can. And then perform them because you all have a very similar attitude about what you want the song to represent. And they connect on that. And then we also do an activity where they're able to share a song that's really personal to them. And then through that, they're able to say, oh, I really like that. That connects with mine as well. Here's my song. And it's just this amazing connection that people have just through music alone. Mm-hmm. You've got sessions, uh, July, a couple sessions in, well, three sessions into, into July and then into August. And then you've got another one uh, in August. And it's pay what you can. Yep. So there's no reason why somebody can't be involved in this if, if they want to be. Absolutely. Uh, it happens at the Robert A. Steen Community Center on Palmerston. And uh, give us a website or contact info if somebody wants to find out more about this, uh, Griffin. So you can go to our website at www.mooddisordersmanitoba.ca or you could send an email to myself at Griffin J or my coworker Rowena A at mooddisordersmanitoba.ca uh, to any questions or anything like that or give us a call at 204-786-0987. Pretty much all the social media outlets to yeah. mood, mood Disorders MB were there. Right, yeah. And this is just, you know, I, I, I'm always blown away by how much is going on at mood disorders, you know? Like, you'd think, wow, this would be enough. But you've got several programs yeah. like this, right? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff uh, happening there all the time. It never ends. It yeah. never ends. Yeah. And uh, you were in, uh, I don't know, maybe five or six months ago, I guess, you'd won an award, right? Had, yeah. Yeah? And yeah. how's it been going since then? It's been good. I went out to uh, Toronto for that and was able to celebrate with uh, a bunch of the Ontario winners and yeah. uh, got to meet some wonderful people out there who are doing some just remarkable work and mm-hmm. uh, got to meet Jim Tree Living, which was a really cool experience Very cool. from seeing him on Dragon's Den yeah. and shaking his hand and right. talking about my life. Yeah. And, uh, so it's it's been a wild year. Very yeah. busy. How old are you, uh, Griffin? 21. So you're 21. And what was, uh, at what age were you really struggling? Uh, from 12 to 15 were probably the yeah. worst years. So here you are, less than 10 years later, you're still a young guy, and uh, you're always smiling. I'm sure you must still have tough days, though, eh? Absolutely. Uh, 
tough days still come. They are still something that uh, happens for me. Uh, and honestly, about the last six weeks or so, we're really struggling. I mm. had, was going through a lot of stuff, and I had some challenging times. But through my family, through my friends, and through going back into therapy, go, making sure I stick with my recovery strategies that I set out to do and started doing that were working, and that kind of, yeah. as you're feeling better, sometimes you stop doing them as much and mm -hmm. trying to really focus on getting back into them. Yeah. I'm better now. I'm getting back to, you know, I'm having good days again. I'm focused. I'm getting my stuff done. Uh, and, you know, bad thing, bad days are going to happen in recovery. Mm. It's it's a cycle of, you know, you have good days, sometimes things don't change, sometimes you have relapses. And yeah. it's more about focusing on those good days and trying to have more of them and keep mm. going for them and trying to make every day that like 0.1% better than it was yesterday yeah. to get there. Mm -hmm. Griffin Jenkins is here from Mood Disorders Association of Manitoba. We'll take a break, 2-11. We'll see if our other guests have arrived. If not, you and I'll just continue to <laughs> chat about all the other stuff happening at Mood Disorders. Again, 211, Hal Anderson, CJOB. All right, so we are here with Griffin Jenkins from the Mood Disorders Association of Manitoba. Our other guests are missing in action, but that's fine. Griffin and I have it covered. We will talk about We're going to remind you, let me just say the website because I, I checked with uh, Griffin during the break here. There was a letter missing on this, and I didn't want to say it until I, I had it right, but the website is mooddisorders, with an S, manitoba.ca. Mooddisordersmanitoba.ca. That's the website for kind of all that we're talking about, including the Rock It Out Summer Band Camp. Uh, sessions uh, start July 3rd. They go through the summer. So if you have a, a young person that might uh, find that uh, music experience fun and healing, and uh, therapeutic and all that stuff, uh, by all means, go to the website, mooddisordersmanitoba.ca. Um, we were going to talk today to uh, Melissa Winter, and uh, Melissa lost her 15-year-old, uh, her 15-year-old was a daughter, daughter right? Yeah. Her daughter uh, took her life at the age of 15, and there is now something called She Wore Flowers in Her Hair. Tell me about it. So She Wore Flowers in Her Hair is an event that we kind of, uh, initially it started off as kind of a in-memoriam event for the loss of Jaja, uh, but since then it's grown to be an awareness event that we really want to get you know youth, teenagers, family members to come on down uh, to this kind of outdoor music festival vibe and learn about mental health and also find uh, time to you know grow self-compassion and really mm -hmm. uh, start to care about the community around you. So yeah. we start off with just, you know, the idea of let's get some bands playing, let's get some speakers, let's find someone to feed us for the day, and let's just see what happens. And then uh, the first year, we were blown away. We had 1,500 people come out throughout wow. the day, and there was children, there was parents, there's families. Everyone was there, and it was mind-blowing. The amount of, amount of people just showed up. We were not expecting it at all. Uh, and since then, we've just kind of continued it, and we're trying to make sure that, you know, People are talking about how do we stay mentally healthy? How do we ask for help if something's mm -hmm. going on? Who do we turn to when things are struggling? So we've been lucky lucky to have uh, Kelburn Health and Wellness uh, outside of the city host the event. So that way we get to use their nice big golf course and set up stages and everything and have speakers come out. And then Pony Corral has been a wonderful sponsor. They come out and they cook up tons of pigs and everything and feed everyone lunch. And yeah. it's that's my favorite part of the day yeah. is lunchtime. Peter uh, Janakis is a great guy over at Pony Corral, and they do a lot of stuff like fantastic that. Fantastic yeah. people there. Uh, so it's it's a great event. There's music, there's speakers, there's a volleyball tournament where people can you know, come out and play sports. There's yoga, there's mm -hmm. meditation, there was Zumba last year. Yeah. 
all these different things. It it's really like a mini Coachella, mm-hmm. as one of yeah. my coworkers always say. It's like it feels like a music festival mm-hmm. when you just come out and you're surrounded with community that yeah. cares. She wore flowers in her hair. When does that happen? Uh, this Saturday, June 9th. So it's this Saturday. It's it coming is. up very quickly. And again, you can get more details at mooddisordersmanitoba.ca. Where does that happen again? Uh, so Kelburn Health and Wellness Center. Okay, good. Yeah. And again, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, that's perfect. It's coming up on Saturday. Uh, and um, it's uh, in memory, I guess, the events in memory of uh, Melissa's 15-year-old daughter. Um, Josephine was going to be here, Josephine D'Andrea, and we were going to talk with her about mental health and addictions. I'll ask you uh, this, Griffin. We found out today that Kate Spade, the designer, um, uh, took her own life, uh, which is uh, is tragic, and uh, leaves behind her husband, a 13-year-old daughter. I mean, I think sometimes when we hear this uh, about uh, famous people, we think, well, how can that be, right? They, they have everything, right? They have wealth. They have fame. Uh, she had a 13-year-old daughter, a husband, had a family. It's it's hard, I think, and you've talked to me before about how you, in your past, contemplated uh, taking your own life. Uh, I don't think you can make sense of this, eh? It's hard to make sense of it. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where no matter how good things may seem, mm-hmm. there's always going to be something internal that's kind of nagging at you when you're going through these rough patches Mm -hmm. and you know there's times in your life where it's like everything's going good Mm -hmm. i got the new job i got a promotion i doing well in school i got a girlfriend whatever it is yeah but if internally something still feels wrong it's really hard to kind of push past that unless you ask for help and actually go down that process so we hear about these suicides quite often and they're they're tragic they're just uh, heartbreaking you never get used to it and in the field, we hear about them all the time. And yeah. whether it's someone we know or a celebrity, like in this situation, you'd never quite get used to it. But mm-hmm. you, there's a different understanding there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think sometimes, uh, and, and I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think for some of us, we try and make sense of this. And maybe there is no sense to be made. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. It's it's so hard to tell what's going on in someone's mind when they die by suicide. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. And all it takes is that instant where you go, yeah, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you can never, ever undo it. Undo it. Absolutely. It's, it's one of those things where uh, you're making a decision now that you can't handle the pain now. Mm-hmm. And that decision is going to last forever. Yeah. And you can never go back. One of our guests has arrived. Uh, introduce me, please, Griffin. Who am I talking to? This is Josephine. Hi, Josephine. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm so sorry. No, that's all right. No Summer problem at all. Summer constructions. Yes. Oh, I know. Oh, I know all about that. I apologize. That. No, no, don't worry about that at all. Griffin and I were having a great conversation. I heard. So, I heard. So, Josephine, uh, we, you and I were going to chat a little bit about, and we've only got uh, three or four minutes left. We were going to talk uh, sort of generally about mental health and addictions. What did you uh, What did you want to talk about today? What did you well, want to make sure we talked about? First of all, our apologies for Melissa not being able to be here. That's fine. Melissa is uh, Jadra's mother, and Melissa is the one that really started this whole thing with her sis- her daughters. And she wore flowers in mm-hmm. her hair yeah. on our promise uh, premises of Calburn Mental Health and Addiction Center, and mm-hmm. we partner with the Mood Disorder. The three of us, we three. And what we want to bring out is very, very important from childhood all the way up, and that is that we all have 
issues. There's not one person that doesn't have one. And some of us can um, get through with it, through with it, and some of us can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we resort to addictions. And I want to say this, addiction is never ever the first one that walks in the door. There's always something opening the door for addiction to come in. Mm. And what is that something? And it can be something as simple as being put in the, into the wrong classroom in childhood or having um, a childhood trauma or being born with something. But what we found out in the last now 10, 15 years through research is that the brain comes first and it is doable. We can do this. And there should be no stigma. Absolutely no stigma. The brain is our most complicated part of our body, and Mm. yet we pay so little attention to it. We just say, go to the races and take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with me working in the mental health and addiction field in the past 20 years, I have seen over and over and over and over again that it is doable. Let us work together and do it. The mental health awareness uh, of she wore flowers in her hair in memory of Jadra is to bring that awareness to our youth. We've got to prevent. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I come in. If I can prevent some of them from walking through my doors for assistance, I'm the happiest person. We've got to do prevention. Talk about it. Talk about it in your family. Talk about it within your community. There is no stigma to having depression or having anxiety or or even uh, medicating. Why are you medicating? Mm-hmm. Why are you going to the Tylenol and not dealing with the migraine? Right. Let's figure out what the migraine is all about. Yeah, yeah. We deal with uh, we deal with sickness in every other part of our body, and there Absolutely. is there is usually no stigma involved. Absolutely. Yet, when it's between our ears, there there does seem to be that stigma. That's it, and yeah. yet it is the most important part. Like I say, without that motor, the car ain't going anywhere, mm-hmm. and without our brain being being healthy and yeah. us getting tune-ups regularly. It isn't going to travel that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josephine, thank you very much for coming in. I appreciate it. No problem about being a, le- a bit late. Griffin, I thank apologize. you. Really? No, no, don't worry about it. Griffin, thank you very much. And again, I'll just say that the Rocket Out Summer Band Camp is coming up uh, July. There are sessions in July and August. You can find out more at mooddisordersmanitoba.ca. And She Wore Flowers in Her Hair is happening this Saturday. Again, details and info at mooddisordersmanitoba.ca. Griffin and Josephine, thank you very much. Thanks very much. Thank you. And the proceeds for Saturday all go to the youth group camp. Right. Excellent. Okay, we got to take a break for the news at 2.30. Hal Anderson on CJOB. Young Mr. Streveler had a real good game at quarterback, and I know the fans like that. And uh, the offense, the first-team offense put a touchdown up, and uh, they played some pretty good defense. So if you're a Bomber fan, 23,000 strong, what you saw on Friday night would leave you very encouraged about the season. Bob Irving from this show yesterday talking about the Bombers and their win over Edmonton Friday night. Joining us now to talk Bombers and hockey and Anything else sports is the sports doctor. Dave Patrician, you can find him on Twitter, at the sports doctor. Good afternoon, Dave. How how are you? Been a while, man. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Excellent, good. Uh, What did you think of that uh, game on uh, Friday against Edmonton for the Bombers? Preseason, but, you know, we still, uh, it's a win, and and we look at it and, and analyze it. 
Well, it's funny because if you um, if you lose, you always say, "Well, it's just preseason." <laughs> right. But if but if you win, you're planning the parade. <laughs> so yeah. Although I don't think that's happening, but it was nice no. to see the team play well. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because it, 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 you haven't had football in a little while, and it was exciting to get back in the park, and uh, it, it was all, all seems positive. I mean, everybody's got to get the rust off a little bit. That was um, Edmonton's second preseason game. Right. So, I mean, yeah, they're down to making a lot of hard choices now, and they did travel with less guys, and 19 of their starters stayed home. But yeah. uh, the fact of the matter is these guys at Edmonton were fighting for jobs. Mm. So you know they they they, they nobody was going out and uh, pretending it was exhibition to those everybody in Edmonton it was a real game. No, that's true. Yeah, and uh, we got a look at uh, Matt Nichols, but we also got a look at Chris Stebler, and you heard uh, Strebler, and you heard uh, Bob uh, mention the young quarterback there. Bob uh, chatted with uh, Chris. Let me play uh, twenty seconds of that, and then we'll talk about this young guy. Take a listen. Ten for ten, hundred and forty yards. Have you have you put that away, or are you going to keep it in your? the back of your mind for a while no I mean I, I've put that away you know that we we talked about it after the game and just said yeah you get 24 hours with a loss or a win and um, you know you just try to you, you uh, build on the good things and learn from the things that didn't go as well as you would have liked so you know after after that game's over and you watch the film you 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 know you build on the good things and learn from the bad things and then on to the next week of practice so that's that's long in the past now it was a couple of days ago but it seems like it was forever ago because I'm on to film this afternoon and practice tomorrow I like this guy, and uh, this morning, Macklin and McGarry were saying he kind of looks like Thor. He sort of looks like the the comic <laughs> book character uh, Thor, but 10 for 10, I mean, yeah, preseason, and, but, you know, that's a pretty impressive performance. All, all he needed to throw in there was 110%, and we had all the cliches, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you, know you, you, like, you like hearing that. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a modest guy. Uh, we all heard uh, Johnny Manziel's press conference after Friday night. He came out swinging and talking about his Detroit actors and the whole thing like that but uh, this is a kid with a future I mean we can't tell you the last time the I can't tell you the last time the Bombers have developed somebody you know you've always been like even from the days of getting Tom Clements it was trade 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 yeah. trade trade uh, you know Danny McManus might fit into that category but uh, no this is um, this is a, a real plus for our team right now if we if this if this kid works out and all indications uh, he he did like it's, you know it's unfortunate that it came at the expense of uh, Alex Ross who's you know everybody penciled into number two but that's the way football goes and and you know the, the scouting uh, department uh, and that part of Danny McManus is part of that you know, they they found this kid and uh, I think he's got a bright future yeah we'll see and and you're right the Bombers not really well known for the developing quarterbacks and I think that's really the only worry it's it's obviously real early here we we haven't seen much of the team but I think the only real big worry is if Matt Nichols can't play quarterback uh oh who's gonna take the ball who's gonna lead the team and at least after one game this guy looks like he might be able to do it I think I read that in the Winnipeg Sun on Saturday. <laughs> there you go. You might have read that in the Winnipeg Sun. All right, let's uh, let us uh, switch gears to hockey here. Stand by. And the Capitals are one win away. You know what? I cannot believe. Uh, I really thought that this, uh, for whatever reason, because I guess we we saw a lot of them. I really thought the Vegas Golden Knights were probably going to be in this 3-1 position. But no, it's the Capitals they had 3-1 heading back to Vegas. 
Well, you kind of wanted the Capitals because this way, if the if, sorry, if you wanted the Vegas Golden Knights to be because if at the end of it, if Vegas wins the Stanley Cup, you could say, well, the Winnipeg Jets got beat by the Stanley Cup, eventual Stanley Cup winners. Yeah. So I mean, it made us feel all probably feel good a little bit better about ourselves. But uh, no, uh, Washington has been playing some fantastic hockey, yep. and uh, and it and they did it dominatingly on uh, last night. It was just like you know, there was one of those ones where you just. Hey, I need to. I can turn off the TV and watch something else because yep. this is going to be a foregone conclusion, and that was the case. But they have they've uh, they're a well-oiled machine. They've really uh, they've really scouted Vegas well, and they've uh, what they've done is they've really got to Mark Andre Fleury a lot. And uh, whether it be through um, just frustrating him or whether it be some unscrupulous tactics, it's uh, it's working. And uh, hey, all's fair and love in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I guess I was just reading a, a quote from Mark Andre Fleury here. He says, uh, "We are not where we want to be. That's for sure. And we'll see. The Caps, Alex Ovechkin, and the Capitals could hoist up Lord Stanley's Cup Thursday night in Vegas." You know, it it uh, it would be um, a um, a fairy tale season come true again with Vegas if they were able to do something uh, uh, in there. But you know, you 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 like the party, you like what's what, what what's happening uh, in terms of Las Vegas. I mean, you know, I know that the the showmanship, when the, especially the games against the Winnipeg Jets, people are moaning and complaining. But ladies and gentlemen, this is the entertainment business, whether you like it or not. Like you're not you're not going to watch. Uh, 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 just a hockey game, you know. It's the bells and whistles now that really sell the sport. And yeah, you know what? Maybe we don't need to sell it because we've got a great team. But uh, everybody can remember the old Winnipeg Jets 1.0 when uh, those games in Hartford, or sorry, the games in Winnipeg against Hartford. You get 9,000 people to the building, and maybe if there's a little more razzle dazzle, we could have got a few more people up. But I do not begrudge uh, Vegas at all, and, uh, and and I want I want to see competitive hockey, and I want to see. Um, I don't want I don't want it to end. I don't want it to end on yeah. uh, in Vegas. I want a couple more games. Sure, and it would be kind of cool if the Vegas Golden Knights uh, got it close and you know went to a game six or seven. But boy, I'll tell you, it, it seems like the Caps are are ready to call it quits. Yeah, they've uh, they really didn't. They really put a like a dot on the I or cross the T and yeah. and the exclamation point, whatever cliche you want to use. But man, that was just uh, just a completely dominant performance. Even Saturday night too, like you know, it wasn't uh, you know by quite a route if you would say that. But uh, mm. it was such a it was such dominant performance from those guys. And Barry Trotz hasn't played since great hockey. Yeah, you went to a lot of the uh, whiteout street parties. Any thoughts on the cost? We got all the numbers now. We we know it cost a couple million taxpayers on the hook for about half of that. Well, True North uh, pays the other half. Uh, uh, listen, I I think it's all good. I I don't think I think we needed the parties. I'm glad we did it. I think we should do it again. But any thoughts now that we've seen the numbers, Dave? I, 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 they, they just they just talked about the cost, but what about the economic spinoff? Not only to to True North. What about the local businesses around there? What about people that came to town? I mean, I know the city doesn't collect a lot of the or any of the PST, which or the GST, but this generated a lot. This generated a lot of jobs. It generated a lot of excitement, mm. and and it, it it's it's cool to go downtown again. How many people went down for the first time that didn't have a Jets ticket were downtown for the first time in yeah. years? Yeah. And and take a look and look at what's happening around that area with the True North Square and uh, and and just the just the development of, of our downtown and I, I, it's it's all positive for me. Like I have I, when, when I said I, I said that when I heard that uh, True North were picking up the tab for about half, I went, 
you know what, that's a pretty good gesture. And besides, you know what, with, our, with Mark Chipman and his organization, you know what, there's all kinds of little things that we don't hear about because they're good corporate citizens, and it's not, we don't have a greedy owner owning our team that's trying to take, take, take from our city. This guy's given back at every opportunity he has. So, you know, to, 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 to cut a little bit of a break on, on something like this, like he didn't, like, I mean, this is his team, of course, but... If you would, if you wouldn't have had those two North, the, the parties, the street, the whiteout street parties, people would have gathered anyway, and probably would have cost us a lot more if there's any tomfoolery going on. So, you know, I do not uh, begrudge anybody paying this this kind of a money for that. Our city, we have a little bit of money to, to throw around. Let's throw it around the right ways. Well, and I said to Stefano Grande yesterday from uh, downtown Winnipeg Biz, I said you can't sit and complain about downtown and bitch and complain about downtown and then not support parties like what we saw with the Jets in the playoffs. You can't have it both ways. You can't complain and then not spend a couple of bucks to have a party like that. So I, I tend to agree with you. Hey, are you a base? I mean, you're a sports doctor. You call yourself a sports doctor, so you, you watch all the sports. Are you a big uh, baseball guy? Or I know you like gold eyes games. Gold eye season ticket holder. Yep. Um, I mean, I do fall. I do fall. I mean, like right now, you know, it's just like probably everybody across Canada are kind of bewildered at the at the Toronto Blue Jays. But uh, yeah. I do. I, I you know Sunday night baseball in the summertime. I don't like putting a game on. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just wanted to mention the Jays and uh, Yankees kick off a two game series uh, tonight at Rogers Center. And what do you think about the White House? The White House now is blaming the Philadelphia Eagles for President Donald Trump's decision to cancel a planned event celebrating the team's Super Bowl championship. White House, uh, White House spokeswoman Sandra Huckabee, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders says the team will send only a tiny handful of representatives to the event. She then accused the NFL team of abandoning their fans. Basically, a lot of the team didn't want to go. They're not fans of Trump. But why does politics even have to get involved in this? Isn't it? Why can't we just celebrate a great team and do it at the White House as tradition would have it and just leave the politics out of it. I guess that's impossible. I agree. I mean, if you were watching um, Coach's Corner yesterday, and I, I do do not remember the gentleman's name, but you know, they were he was with Donald Trump. He's with the the, the army down there, and they were honoring families and honoring victims and the whole bit of that. And I. Uh, that's the kind of thing too. You just got to remember it's the it's the it's the prestige of going to the White House and being honored properly. And right. and uh, I, I do not think. I mean, if I was had, get, given the opportunity, I would uh, I would swallow my pride and I definitely won't. I'd never get ne- get never to get a chance to visit the White House. And you earn that opportunity. To, you're you're the best professional football players in the NFL. You sh- you should go. Um, and you know what? And D- Donald Trump, if he was going to cancel that, and that's the reasons why. That's, that's, we should have made it a little quieter too. Like yeah. I mean, it's both both sides have equal responsibility in this kind of tarnishing the the White House visit. Yeah, and just like I say, you know, maybe the Eagles should, should suck it up and and just go and and celebrate. Same with Trump; he should keep his nose out of the whole kneeling during the anthem thing too. I think just you know, uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think and it's just it's just really, but in the United States, it's so volatile. It's just putting gasoline on the fire, and uh, you know, you, you, you're just afraid. Like you're afraid. Like you're a sports fan. You don't you don't know what side you're on. Like it's it's almost as the na- the national anthem thing. In the United States is just saying it's like if you say yeah, they shouldn't stand. You're you're taking a stand on it like you're. Uh, supporting Trump or not supporting Trump. It's something that you, you just don't want to go into. Like, remember the old days when you never talked politics with anybody? Yeah. Let's, let's go back to that. Yeah, those are good times. Dave, thanks a lot, pal. I appreciate it. No problem, Hal. Thank you. Dave Patrician, the sports doctor. You can find him on Twitter at the sports doctor. By the way, you can find me on Twitter at Hal Anderson. I've got mail.
That's not my computer. Because you know what I did, uh, Jeff Fortschi, producer of the show? What's that? Uh, I turned the uh, bell off of my email. You know what? I've tried that before. And I don't know if Julie Bucking had the same thing. I'll show you how to, I'll, really? Because yeah. I'll show you how to do it. Because I turned mine off. So somebody somewhere has a computer open the news booth. Eh? Savannah. Okay. All right. Well. Um, but anyhow, uh, we'll take a break. 2.45, quarter to three. We'll come, by, uh, come right back. So don't go far. All right. 2.51, news coming up at 3 o'clock. Cal Anderson here on CJOB. And after 3, we're going to talk to Fort White Alive's Barrett Miller. We'll talk to him about Kildare Bear, this bear out in Transcona today. I've also got a fox story for him from up at the lake. And, of course, any animal stories or animal questions that you have, 204-780-6868, hal at cjob.com. It's veggie burger day today, so we're asking who's got the best veggie burger. Not a lot of votes, but we've got uh, Boone Burger. Uh, somebody said North Star Drive-In's got a pretty good one. Uh, best veggie burgers, if you want to weigh in on that. Jacob sent me a text message that I got a kick out of. Hey, Hal, to the topic of vegans, every real tree hugger knows plants have feelings too, yet they'll yank a carrot out of its home, cut it, boil it, and oh my God, even eat it, Hal. And what of the little radish or cucumber that witnesses this barbaric practice? Thank you very much, Jacob, uh, for your entertaining text message. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, behind the Glass Jerry, Jerry Richardson, producer of Mackling and McGarry, the morning show here on CGOB, says that's why he went vegan, because he just felt like, if I don't have to harm an animal, why? And you're right. Uh, plants uh, do get uh, hurt uh, as you uh, eat a plant-based diet. Actually, we're going to be talking to somebody tomorrow about plant-based diets. And uh, another interesting term, and I won't say it now, I'll save it for tomorrow, but a term that I had not heard of until this week, and I've got an expert that's going to talk on that tomorrow, all right? So make sure you tune in tomorrow for that. All right, a few things here, so don't forget Barrett Miller's coming up uh, from uh, Fort White Alive. We're going to talk about the bear, the fox, and other animal stories as well, okay? A couple things that uh, I want to squeeze in here. The uh, Ontario election, an interesting twist with just a couple days to go, a lawsuit has been filed against Doug Ford, the Tory leader in the province of Ontario. And basically it's come down to either the Tories winning this thing or the NDP. And to explain what impact this lawsuit might have on the election, Global News political correspondent David Aiken. It was just filed Friday. Hmm, isn't that interesting timing? And it was filed by Doug's... Uh, as sister-in-law, the widow of Rob Ford. Her name is Renata Ford. Uh, at the heart of the lawsuit is the claim that, uh, that Doug Ford is in breach of trust, uh, various covenants involving uh, Rob Ford's estate. So Renata, that's the widow of Rob Ford, is saying that, first of all, Doug Ford is a lousy businessman. He, when he inherited his dad's company, a, a, a labeling company, he ran it into the ground. It's lost money for six years in a row. He paid himself an inflated salary when he never deserved it. His education and business experience are, are uh, not up to the snuff. And, uh, and uh, she ought to get $16.5 million. 
So again, this comes on Friday. It's an interesting time to drop this particular lawsuit. Uh, the Ford campaign says this is all nonsense. Uh, it's ridiculous. This is Renata's lawyers. Essentially, they've been threatening to drop this lawsuit in the middle of the campaign unless he'd paid her some money, and he did not. We have R Rob and Doug's mom, who is the grandmother of Renata's children, siding with Doug against Renata. How does this all play out in the campaign trail? Just quickly, Ford Nation is, is the core support of Rob and Doug Ford, and I suspect that in this spat, they're siding with Doug. But that's just a core of the PC support. There's a lot of people who are, who've been saying we're voting progressive conservative just to get rid of Kathleen Wynne. Doug Ford has been their change agent. And now, if they see this family squabble, maybe they hesitate. Maybe they think about going NDP, because their motive is get rid of Wynne. Uh, that could hurt. And here's the other thing. We got today, full day of campaigning, tomorrow, and that's it. And now Doug Ford is going to spend the last two days of campaigning talking about this lawsuit Rather than talking about what he likes to talk about, which is the radical NDP activists, he thinks will wreck Queen's Park. It could be enough of an opening for the NDP maybe to gain enough seats. The, the polls show the very close. The NDP does need a few more percentage po points. But in a close election, you know, the, this lawsuit's a wild card. It may have little effect or it just might have enough to help the NDP. Global's David Aiken on the latest twist in the Ontario election campaign. This lawsuit... Filed against Doug Ford. We'll see who wins. Election Day in Ontario is coming up on Thursday. Lots of you texting TOUCHDOWN to 204-780-6868. That is today's word. There will be a different word tomorrow. So if you want a chance at bomber season tickets right now, don't put anything else in the text message. Just the word TOUCHDOWN. Send it in right now. 204-780-6868. Touchdown, texted in to win Bomber season tickets Friday morning with Mackling and McGarry. The news, and then Fort White Alive's Barrett Miller coming up on Hal Anderson Afternoon, CJOB. He is friendly and polite, and he tries to do things right. But he gets in sticky messes just the same. He's curious and speaks his mind, but trouble's never far behind. It's Paddington Bear, he's one of a kind. I'm Paddington Bear. Yeah, this bear is not Paddington Bear. This bear, I'm calling him Kildare Bear. Because that's where they spotted this bear in Transcona this morning about 5.30. Somebody snapped a picture, put it on social media. And then uh, police and, you know, conservation and everybody was out there. Now, the bear ended up up a tree, a couple hundred pound younger bear up a tree. They uh, poked it with a stick. I thought you never poke a bear with a stick. But anyhow, you poke a bear with a stick and it's got a, a sedative on it and they tranquilize the bear and now the bear will be released into the wild. And here to talk about that and other animal stories with us now is Fort White Alive's Barrett Miller. Good afternoon, Barrett. Hello, Hal. How are you? Great. Excellent. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. So it seems like we get a bear story like this every once in a while, and they always end up a tree, and they get tranquilized, and then they, they go back out to the wild. Why would this bear be in Transcona? Well, um, based on the size of the bear, now, you, I, I wasn't in Transcona today. I've not met this bear, but I'm, <laughs> right. I'm just making some educated guesses. Okay, good. But it is the time of year where the bears that would be about a year old are starting to be pushed out of their prior to home territory by their parents and their younger siblings, especially the sort of, shall we say, teenage boy bears. 
And this one would be about the right size for that. So I'm guessing that this bear had had a nice place, maybe up by Bird's Hill, maybe somewhere on the other side of the perimeter. You know, maybe it had called Oak Bank home. Um, you know, little ones are born. Mom and dad aren't too happy about having the teen hanging around the bear basement and gives it the boot. <laughs> and... Um, I mean, let's face it, bears eat the same stuff that we do. Yeah. People mean people food. Bears can eat the same thing. So a city, it's a place that has a lot of people, so there's an awful lot of food for a bear there. So it probably wandered in and searched something to eat. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so now this bear will be fine uh, when it gets released into the wild again or, you know, outside the city. When it gets released again now, uh, it'll be okay without its parents? Oh, yeah. The reason that the parents don't want it around anymore is it would be okay on its own. Mm. Um, Of course, it wants to stay in familiar surroundings, but the adult bears in that area don't want it in those familiar surroundings. I'm guessing it was a territory adjacent to the city because it ended up in the city. You put Mm. it far, far away. So even if there are established black bears that do push it around a little bit, there's lots of place for it to go to find someplace really good for it to live out its life. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody were to come face-to-face with a young bear like that on Kildare Mm. in Transcona, would it just hightail it and head the other way, or or could somebody maybe be in danger with a bear like that? Uh, Bears are wild animals. Any wild animal is unpredictable, but chances are the danger would be very low unless they provoked it. Mm -hmm. Um, When you meet a bear... Don't approach. Don't make it feel intimidated. Like, don't start yelling at it or throwing things at it. Draw yourself up to the biggest size you can and just step to the side and make sure that it has lots of places that it could go. It likely will look at you, realize that you're another big omnivore, and take off. Yeah. It might amble off. If it continues to approach, that's when you start yelling. That's when you start really making yourself as big and intimidating as you can and more than nine times out of ten that's the end of it Mm -hmm. i'll tell you another animal story you're you're the expert and that's why i wanted to have you on today about the bear but also i was up at the lake a couple of weeks ago at winnipeg beach and i saw a mama fox and a couple babies right out broad daylight uh wide open didn't seem to be too concerned about me being close by watching and mm-hmm. then when I was up on the weekend, my neighbor Larry in Winnipeg Beach said they had one get up on the deck at their place and take a run at their dog. That's unusual for Fox to do stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, the attack on the dog is unusual, but again, they are a wild animal, and they are in that dog family. Um, dogs, well, you know, sometimes dogs are friendly to one another, sometimes they're not, and the fox probably felt that was its home um, and was after that space or whatever the dog had. Mm-hmm. Foxes aren't strictly nocturnal. They, oh, they are aren't, they? No, not so much as, um, say, like a wolf. Um, they are, especially in late afternoon, very early morning, and sometimes during the day they're active. Mm-hmm. Um, foxes eat little stuff, and the garbage that big animals like wolves, bears, people leave behind. Mm. So it would not have been concerned with your presence. And, you know... I. I don't want to disparage the fine cottagers and residents of Winnipeg Beach, but I can't help but wonder whether accidentally, like somebody left food out for their dog or their cat and the fox found it, or completely not accidentally, like, Mm -hmm. hey, foxes probably like ham and cheese too. Yeah, let's feed them a sandwich, yeah. So um, it's a short, short, short logical step from people have food to people give me food to, hey, Mm. I'm going to push the dog off that food. Right, 
Yeah. If I take a run at that dog, who knows what it's going to drop? Who knows what else is on that porch? Mm-hmm. So cute and cuddly as they seem, they are wild animals. Um, watch your pets and remember that wildlife are not your pet. Yeah, right. Um, I've got a couple minutes left here. Any other animal uh, stuff we should be aware of this time of the year, uh, spring heading into summer? Well, um, one of the ones that's sort of uh, hitting in the city, and I've heard a couple comments on from around, are uh, the caterpillars on the trees. We've got three types this year, two types of canker worms and forest tent caterpillars. The trees, even if all the leaves get eaten, will be okay. What people should watch for, though, as gross as the worms can be with all their worminess and webbiness, <laughs> uh, the birds that follow to eat those worms. Um, you're going to see a lot of different kinds of songbirds in the neighborhoods with the caterpillars in that you might not normally see. A, because the leaves are gone, and B, because there's a big food source. So even if you're not a birder, keep your eyes out because you might see some pretty cool stuff flying around. And secondly, um, if people do want to come out to Fort White and enjoy some sunset wildlife, we're a little bit easier to do that now. We've started our summer hours. We're open till 8 o'clock. Monday to Thursday, 5 o'clock Friday to Sunday. So we have a little bit of extra evening time where people can come out and uh, see some of those animals that only come out when the sun starts dipping low in the sky. Excellent. Glad you got the plug in there for Fort White Alive. Thank you, kindly. Barrett, thank you very much. I really appreciate your help. Always interesting chatting with you. Thank you very much. Okay, Barrett Miller from Fort White Alive joining us here on CJOB 313. We'll check the traffic and the weather forecast in just a sec. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Remember that? Bill Clinton? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Well, Bill Clinton uh, is in a bit of hot water. He was uh, doing an interview on NBC on the Today Show, and he's under fire for comments that he made talking about the Monica Lewinsky scandal and how Clinton stayed in the White House after that controversy. And uh, I'll play a bit of the interview. This is what got Bill Clinton into some trouble. Here's some of the interview that he did with NBC's Today Show. Take a listen. But you didn't apologize to her. I have not talked to her. Do you I, feel I like thought you owe her an apology? No, I do. I, I, I do not. I've never talked to her. But I did say publicly on more than one occasion that I was sorry. That's very different. The apology was public. So he did apologize, and I'll play it for you right now. This is his apology. He made it in public. Uh, reporters were covering it. It was everywhere. But he did not apologize to her in person. Here's the apology he did make at the time to Monica Lewinsky and everybody else, all the American people, Bill Clinton. It is important to me that everybody who has been hurt know that the sorrow I feel is genuine. First and most important, my family. Also, my friends, my staff, my cabinet, Monica Lewinsky and her family. So he apologized, but he didn't apologize to her face-to-face -face in person. So after these comments on NBC's Today Show, he has now come out and clarified his comments after he started taking heat for what he said about it. Here is him now talking about what he said on NBC and how he did, in fact, apologize to Lewinsky and the American people. Listen. The truth is, the hubbub was I got hot under the collar. 
because of the way the questions were asked. And I think what was lost are the two points that I made that are important to me. The suggestion was that I never apologized for what caused all the trouble for me 20 years ago. So first point is, I did. I meant it then and I meant it now. I apologize to my family, to Monica Lewinsky and her family, and to the American people. Before a panel of ministers in the White House, which was widely reported, so I was, I did that. I meant it then, and I mean it today. I live with it all the time. The second is that I support the Me Too movement, and I think it's long overdue. And I have always tried to support it in the decisions and policies that I've advanced. So there you go. Bill Clinton in a bit of trouble over something that happened all those years ago. Donald is on the phone, 204-780-6868, wanting to talk about bears. Yes, Donald, what would you like to say? Well, first of all, I've been around bears all my life. Yeah. And uh, the first of all, now, which the other gentleman mentioned, about the papa bear, there's no such thing. The, mama, the mama, mother bear has the cub when, when she's in hibernation. She has, has her cubs, and uh, she, she's in full contact with them all the time. She's in, a, a cub will stay with the mother for, for, for a maximum, maximum of two years, sometimes less, depending on when, when she comes and comes into heat. And then, then she just drives the cub away, and he's on his own. Yeah. Well, I guess Barrett's point was that obviously this bear, uh, you know, ended up uh, somehow apart from the family, probably looking for food and the bear's going to be fine. It's going to be uh, released into the wild. Thanks a lot for the call, Donald. I appreciate that. We got to take a break. Uh, we'll check the weather again for you. Sports is on the way. The news at 3.30. And uh, then we're into the final half hour. Richard and Julie will be here to tee up the news. Don't go anywhere. Lots still to come on Hal Anderson Afternoons.